Good morning, class. Good morning. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School, the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. And no matter how many failures you may have had or defeats you may have experienced, it's not too late to, be, to begin to be an overcomer, to experience victories and wins. The difference is faith. Faith in a God with whom nothing is impossible. And the scripture said to those that believe, to them nothing is impossible. So come on into the class, get your Bible, something to make a note with, and come on inside here and let's release faith to see and hear things that just boost our spirit today, not from me, from the Word of God. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you for the anointing that teaches, that quickens, that reveals, that helps, that heals, delivers, restores. We ask you for the working of your Holy Spirit. Open our eyes, quicken us to see who you are, what you are, your will and ways and plan and purposes. And we purpose not to be forgetful hearers, but to be doers. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Look in Hebrews 10 again, please. We're continuing our study that we're calling By Faith, a, uh, an in-depth study of Hebrews 11, which actually begins here in chapter 10. Verse 35, he said, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Like we said, uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 in the Young's literal translation says, Faith is of things hoped for, a confidence. So confidence is another word for faith. So is trust, trust, faith, confidence. These are describing the same action of the heart. He said, you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So it's not enough to just start in faith for a few hours or a few days. You gotta stay with it, long as it takes. Faith and patience could also be described as faith and endurance, faith and persistence. Uh, in verse 38, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. There is great result, great reward, great recompense when you believe God and you won't quit. In the 11th chapter, he goes verse by verse describing individuals. This must be important or he wouldn't have done it like this. He, he's given us uh, summaries and snapshots into these people's lives about how they trusted God and uh, just experienced astounding things, things thought impossible. And the, um, the great thing about this is according to the scriptures, you and I have the same spirit of faith. 
hold your place here, but 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, we having the same spirit of faith. Same as who? Well, same as these, same as Abel, same as Enoch, same as Noah, Abraham, Sarah, the same. We, we're not having faith school just to accumulate knowledge about faith. That's not enough. Faith is not knowledge. You can't accumulate enough knowledge that you just automatically then possess great faith. That's not how it works. We're having a faith school, yes, to learn some things, but more importantly, to take this same spirit, everybody say spirit, spirit, spirit. the same spirit of faith into our beings. And faith is of the heart. It's not reasoning. It's not rationalization. It's not logic. It's a choice. You, you trust God with the same part of your being that you love with. Love's not based on uh, reason, you know, uh, husband and wife. Uh, they don't just, you know, I suppose people have done this, but you couldn't call it love. They don't just look at each other and go, well, you're a man, I'm a woman, excuse me, <laughs> I'm a man, you're a woman, um, we're adults, um, we live in the same area, uh, we could be married, this makes sense, two plus two equals four, I love you. No, no, I mean, things are done by arrangements, I, I know that, but you can't call that love. Love's not based on reasoning. It's not a thing of the intellect. It's of the heart. Well, the reason I say that is most people have some uh, acquaintance with love of some kind. Um, faith is from the same place that you love. You believe with your heart. You love with your heart, not of the head. We have the same spirit of faith. So it's not enough to say, well, you know, yeah, I read about that. I read Hebrews 11 one time, and, and I remember about that. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about you read something one time. Has this spirit that was in Abraham, this spirit that was in Moses, Elijah, David, and now we're seeing Gideon, Barak, Jephthah, is that same spirit in you? Is it in you? Not, not do you have some knowledge, is that same spirit about you and in you, and you're of that. You trust God like Abraham did. You trust God like David did. You have confidence in God like Elijah did. That's what God's will and plan is. And we feed our spirit on this spirit food, and that quickens us to that end. Can you say amen? amen. So we, we've read about all these individuals and we've gotten down to verse 32. And it said, What shall I more say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms. I'm going to read this to you from the, today's English version. It says, Through faith they fought whole countries and won. <laughs> They did what was right and received what God had promised. 
They shut the mouths of lions. They put out fierce fires. They escaped being killed by the sword. Uh, they were weak, but became strong. How? How? By faith. They were mighty in battle and defeated the armies of foreigners. How'd they do that? How'd they do that? By faith. Through faith, women received their dead relatives, raised back to life. Does this have any application to us? Well, do we have any battles to fight today? Can you have any enemies come against you? Are there times that you might feel weak? Any of these same things. Well, we overcome the same way they overcame. By not, you don't have to know how everything's going to work out. You just make a choice. Even when you can't see any light, you can't see any hope with your head, your faith in your heart can say, God's with me. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. There's a way out of this. He'll show me. He'll give it to me. Can you see what we're talking about? Even though you got nothing in your head to help you yet, you make that choice in your heart, and instead of just curling up in the corner and, and giving up and quitting, you're standing up, you're reaching out, you're expecting, and as soon as he tells you and shows you what to do, you're ready to step out and do it. That's the difference. That's, that's why he says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Say it out loud, class. The spirit of faith, spirit of faith. Is, is the spirit of victory. Spirit. You can also say the spirit of the overcomer. Now, when I say the spirit of it, that, that's got nothing to do with logic. It just means you are, some people would call you this, insufferably positive. <laughs> do you know what I mean by that? Just, and the reason I say that is because unbelief is irritated by faith. Unbelief and fear only talks the problem. Only talks how bad it is. All I want to talk about. Faith won't join in the conversation with you. It just won't. You know, fear and unbelief will go, oh, this is so awful. Oh, how are we ever going to? Oh, there's no way. Oh, there's no way. And faith will say, mm, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. No. There's a way. We're coming out of this. We're coming through this. God never fails. He never lets us down. Well, people who, who choose not to believe, that irritates them. That bugs them like, oh, you're not being realistic. You're not being realistic. You're just, you know, you're unreasonably, illogically optimistic. No, I have faith. It's the spirit of faith. And nobody ever genuinely trusted in him and was disappointed or let down or made ashamed. People will say, oh, you're just setting yourself up for, for failure, unrealistic expectations. You're just going to be so disappointed. No, nobody ever trusted in him and was disappointed. That's not how it works. He is faithful. You can trust him. He comes through again and again. Every time, do you believe it, class? Hallelujah. We've gotten as far as studying in this 32nd verse, Jephthah. So go back, please, to Judges, and let's continue. We're not given a lot of detail about Jephthah, but we know he had faith. If we didn't know anything except Hebrews 11.32, we know he had faith. 
And that's enough for us. If somebody's got faith, we want to, we want to meet them. Is that right? We want to hang around them and find out how they did it. And I know it must have been, oh, I don't know, 35 years or so ago now. Uh, Phyllis and I were early days of ministry, my wife, and uh, we went to a meeting. And there was uh, a missionary from Africa. Uh, later on, I got to know him personally, but at that point, I'd never even seen him before. And he was a special speaker at the church and place where we were going. And there was a big crowd there that night. And, and uh, he, uh, he got up and he started speaking. And he only been going five minutes. And I leaned over to Phyllis. I said, I like him. She said, you don't even know him. I said, he's got faith. <laughs> why, do you know why I said that? I, I mean, I don't know anything about the guy. Why would I say that? The spirit of faith. The spirit of faith. Why? It's positive. It's victorious. It's no crying. It's no whining. It's no making excuses. It's no, it's no feeling sorry for yourself. It is, I see nothing but victory. <laughs> I accept nothing but overwhelming, overcoming victory. That's who our God is. Can you see your great Father God, creator of the heavens and the earth, backing down? And giving up. Huh? Can you see Almighty God going, okay, this is just too big. This is just too much. This, this can't happen. You're never going to see or hear anything like that out of his mouth or about his person. Well, we're created in his likeness and image. So if we're acting, you know, all confused and defeated and negative, we didn't get that from him. We got that from somebody else. We got that from the enemy. We want to be like him. Not like our enemy. We want to be like our God. Like our Father. Well, he is a faith God. And we see in Judges that Jephthah, though he came from, you might call, humble beginnings and circumstances, the Scripture says, and our first thing we read about him in chapter 11 is that he was the son of a harlot. In verse 2, we see uh, in 3, they ran him away from home. He, he's kicked out of his family. He's kicked out of his home. But he didn't just curl up and die. Next thing you know, he's got a group following him. <laughs> you know, the proverb says a, a man's gift will make room for him. That has more than one meaning, I believe, but when God puts something in you, it, it, it wants to work no matter what anybody else around you says or does. And something in him was courageous. Something in him wanted to believe God, wanted to lead, wanted to have victory. And when the Ammonites, which was a big giant enemy host, came up against the people of Israel, now you think about it. All of the so-called, um, you know, almost royal families, they couldn't find one man out of all their thousands to lead them in battle. You know, it's amazing how so many people are so big, full of talk, 
until it actually comes down to strapping on a sword. <laughs> Is that right? And doing it when you actually could get killed in the next few moments, things change. I mean, the volunteers <laughs> are not to be found. <laughs> now we're laughing, but come on, think. There were thousands of leaders in all, amongst all these people. They can't find one courageous enough to lead their armies. You so often you don't find courage where you think you would. So often you don't find faith where you, you should. You remember the scripture said, Jesus said, that when the Son of Man returns, he said, shall he find faith in the earth? Uh, that's uh, Luke 18, 8. He said, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith in the earth? We're told that faith is precious. It's, it's, you don't find it everywhere. You could. Everybody has the opportunity. Everybody could believe and have faith. But it's easier to go hide. It's easier to lay low. It's easier to wait for somebody else to do it. And you just ride along with the crowd. But God needs men and women of courage. Doesn't he? People who are not afraid to be persecuted for their testimony and for their faith. People who will stand up knowing they're going to face opposition. People even willing, you know, Paul said this. He said, I, I'm ready to die. He said, I, you know, none of these things move me. I'm ready to go. Whatever it takes. We need to realize how brief and how short this life is. And how fickle and insignificant most public opinion is. Right? They will crown you today and hang you tomorrow. Do you know? Most, most public opinion is just, it's not worth anything. It's insignificant. So why would we spend so much time thinking about it and being concerned about, wonder what they think, wonder what they think. Well, uh, probably they don't think about you nearly as much you, as you imagine they do. They're thinking mostly about their self, most people are. Uh, in the 11th chapter, they sent word for Jephthah. And he said, uh, you rejected me. He, verse 7, 11, 7. He said, didn't you hate me and expel me out of my father's house? And why are you come to me now when you're in distress? And I'm sure, you know, <laughs> he's got some bad memories. Being kicked, right kicked to the curb when he was a boy. He thought, you know, they told him they were done with him. So he probably figured he's done with them. He moved. He moved to another part of the country, Tob. And so here they come. Can you imagine? Of course, he's got a, he's got a, a group of people with him now. And uh, they're the outcasts that nobody wanted. And here we see these representatives of the nation coming up the driveway. And probably some of them said, who are those guys? He said, I know who those guys are. What? What do they want? What are they doing here? Why are they here? And they opened their mouth and said, 
We need you to come lead the armies. You what? <laughs> God chooses the rejected things, the despised things, the weak things. So if somebody mistreats you, writes you off, kicks you out, don't dwell on it. I know you'll be tempted to, but it's not worth it. Don't dwell on it. Don't meditate. Their confusion, you know, shouldn't restrict and hinder you. I know Brother Lester Summerall, who's gone to heaven a number of years ago now, he said something. It just made me laugh and think at the same time. Years ago, he, sometimes he'd kind of bellow and get loud. He, and he said this one time preaching. He said, other people's heads. There's no place for me to look for my happiness. <laughs> Other people's heads. <laughs> if you're looking in other people's heads to find your happiness, you're going to be disappointed. This, it's, it's no place to look. Who knows what kind of crazy stuff goes on in people's heads? <laughs> You've got a big enough job keeping track of your own little head. <laughs> so he said, uh, why don't you come to me now? And they said, therefore we turn to you now that you may go with us and fight against the children of Ammon and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. They couldn't find faith and courage in all their well-pedigreed ranks. They had to go find the son of the harlot that had been kicked out. And... Uh, he said, if you bring me home again to fight against the children of Ammon and the Lord delivers them before me, in other words, and I don't die out there, will I be your head? And they said, the Lord be witness between us if we do not according to your words. And so he said, I'll do it. And the people made him head and captain over them. And Jephthah uttered all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. And you can see what a good choice it was because he didn't just immediately attack. He uh, sent delegations. He tried to avoid war. He, uh, God gave him excellent reasoning and understanding of history of what had happened in the countries and their previous battles. And he sent word to the king of Ammon and sent delegates. But they were bent on it and they wouldn't listen and hear. Verse 28, the king of uh, the children of Ammon hearkened not to the words of Jephthah, which he sent them. And notice what happened. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. He passed over Gilead and Manasseh and Mizpah of Gilead. He passed over there to the children of Ammon. Verse 32, he fought against them and the Lord delivered them into his hands. He defeated them, overwhelmed them, drove them out of their borders, gave them deliverance and freedom they hadn't experienced in, what did they say, 18 years prior to that. What a victory. Notice when the big change came, he, he looking to the Lord, and other verses mentioned that he prayed and made commitments to the Lord, but then when it came down to it, the day of the battle, the Spirit of the Lord came on him. Come on, can you see that? Will God be there when you need him? If you're willing, now how, how many see, it took faith for him to leave his little camp with his guys, right? How, how easy would it have been to say, no, 
Get yourself out of this. I'm not part. Remember, I'm not part. I, y'all, y'all pulled my papers. <laughs> y'all tore up my passport. Y'all, y'all didn't include me in the family and the tribal will. You didn't want me. No. He didn't do that. We see why he's in the book. He was a man of valor. He was a man of faith. He was a man of courage. He took his life in his hands, as, as they say. He was willing to lead the forces. And when it came the time to do it, the Spirit of God, verse, verse uh, 29, do you see that? Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. Oh, say it out loud. The Spirit of the Lord, the of the Lord came, on him. came on him. This is real. And again, this is not intellectual. Didn't, this doesn't mean he had a, a bright idea all at once. No, this is the person of the Spirit coming on you. This can be, for lack of a better word, felt, sensed, experienced. Go with me to 1 Samuel and notice this. Uh, 1 Samuel, the 10th chapter. You see a really good example of this. When Samuel was... Uh, anointed king and became king, he was a, a tall man and a, you know, good-looking physical specimen, I, I suppose, but a lot of the people didn't like the choice of him being king. They didn't think he was king material. They didn't think he was qualified. But I want you to notice in 1 Samuel 10, uh, Samuel told uh, Saul about this. He said, verse 6, The Spirit of the Lord will come on you, and you'll prophesy with them and be turned into another man. We do, all of us lack some of the most necessary ingredients to be the leader, to be the faith hero, to be the deliverer. God knows that. He's not looking for somebody that's already got it all. He's looking for somebody that'll make the choice to trust him and have enough courage to step out and obey him. And when you do that, here comes the anointing. Here comes the spirit of the Lord. And as you're endeavoring to act in faith, you'll be changed. You'll be turned into a different person, into another person. But that anointing comes in response to the faith. Can you see that? Uh, people want the ability, then they're going to find the courage and go do it. That's not how it works. You've got to be willing to start the trek, start the, the mission with the feeling of no ability and believe that when it comes time, when the moment is here, what you lack will be made up by the anointing. The anointing will come on you. You'll know what to do. The anointing will come on you. The utterance will be in your mouth. The anointing will come on you. The wisdom will come into your understanding. And you'll be turned into a different person. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. God is still creating champions. Hallelujah. Faith champions for Christ. We need them in our generation. Families need them. Churches need them. The world needs them. And we're out of time again. Say it out loud, class, I live by faith, I walk by faith, I overcome the world by faith, I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time.
here at Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.